0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on
1: Nancy Kerrigan.
0: I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's
2: up, guys? This is Oops the Podcast. I'm Julio Gallerati. I'm Francis. And uh, here we are, another great episode. Uh, we have a wonderful guest today, our good pal comedian Doug Smith.
0: Yo yo yo! How Thanks for doing, having man. me, boys. You weren't sure if you were going to talk there. Yeah, it was. I'm always, I'm always worried about stepping on toes on podcasts. Step podcasts away, buddy. are weird. Got to get that intro out. You're the Cap guest dance. of honor here. <laughs> Cap dance. We're here for you.
2: Uh, Doug has an album coming out. Uh, what date does it drop?
0: Uh, it it's out? already out. Yeah, December okay, cool, cool. third. It came out. Oh, amazing! Yeah. Cool. And uh, I'm all It's called up Barely Regal. Husband. Yeah, Barely Regal. This is your Give first it a stream. album? first album. Yep. Congrats, man.
1: Nice. Thanks, man. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere.
2: Everywhere
0: you Apparently can it. Apparently, Pandora is the number one hub for comedy listening. Did you know that? Did not know that. I've been to Pandora in 10 years. but No, nor have I.
2: Yeah. Corner in the comedy market. That's cool.
1: Yep. Are you going to have it also go, hopefully, to like Sirius or any of those places? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear that's a good place for comedy. You know, get
2: the old, you know, yeah, the yeah. guapo. The guapo. Uh, I don't know if that means money. I don't think it does. Guap does. I think it does. Guap? Yeah. The bag.
0: Mm. The bag? Is that what it means? literally translates to?
2: No, no, no. That's not. That's another oh. term.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah. The bag? The bag. <laughs> you
2: will so, secure the bag.
0: I may get a bag of money over the course of the next 10 years. Let's
1: hope so, man. Let's hope. Doug uh, has a comedy album out, uh, and we've also seen him on Conan. We've also seen him on This Is Not Happening, which I love This Is Not Happening. And I specifically love your This Is Not Happening. In fact, I blogged it when I was working at you did. the old Barstool Sports. <laughs> the old, gotta say it at least once an episode.
0: <laughs> I feel like I That's just That's actually the it. first
2: time you've said it in a while, to be honest. Okay, good.
0: Yeah, uh, dude, I didn't know that you worked for Barstool until that came out. Because oh, I used to see you like at shows and mics and stuff and just... I thought you were just this sweetheart of a handsome wasp, and then I found out you're this big swinging dick for Barstool. Oh, gosh. A superstar. Well, it's
1: possible that we would do shows before I started working there. Uh, Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started working there in 2016. Okay. Um, But, yeah, no, uh, it was cool, because I, I would occasionally start writing about sets that I'd seen that I really liked. I I po- I once blogged uh, John Rebnitzky's Conan set where uh-huh. he did this great bit about playing football and he just like mimed the whole thing in slow motion and I blogged it and then he reached out to me and was like thanks so much and I was like what? you know who, where are they where are they seeing this like who's <laughs> is it is it a good thing I guess maybe you know maybe it's good to be featured I don't know but your yeah. your your this is not happening was one of the most in, insane. Uh, incredible turns on comedy that i'd ever
0: seen thanks man and not uh, being the best thing that ever happened to me yeah i mean it, it, it is you need your... to find that guy and have him slash me again yeah it's your story boost <laughs> <right>? yeah <laughs> i'm sure you have told it a million times but would you give us a quick recounting of what happened uh me and a rapist were fighting over the same woman and he won
2: that's the short that's the log line i think i think
1: it's important you were fighting on behalf of her you were her champion
0: and he was her rapist
1: that's what yeah 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 yeah.
0: i mean i'm i'm assuming that's where he was headed with it he was it was in the second avenue subway station there was this you know young white girl screaming he was trying to rip her purse away and tear her clothes off and punch her in the face and nobody was doing anything and that's a busy station too but yeah. like, what Ooh. time of night was it it's like 10 o'clock on a thursday okay i was how able you guys remember a cabin i was leaving cabin yeah
2: all right back to park slope it's like the best show at yeah. the time
0: and uh must be nice yeah you never I should have it. stayed a little longer <laughs> uh and uh yeah so i just like nobody's doing anything and i yelled some shit out to him and he let her go and he came after me and i was a little i was I was kind of amped up cuz I'd never been in a fight in my life and I thought, "Well, what better time than now? I'm fucking lay this guy out." So he came he came at me and I stepped in and swung and I was still like this far away from him when I swung. <laughs> so just whoosh, big swing and a miss. He stepped in, hit me, and I didn't realize he had a, a razor blade in his hand. So I was about to turn and get on the train. Well, I can't after he hit me. I came back, kicked him in the balls. He ran out of the station. I was like, "Yeah, I fucking showed him." I had no idea that he had a razor blade in his hand, so I, a woman stopped me and told me I had blood streaming down my face. Walked me up the street and. <laughs> you didn't even feel it? No.
2: Holy shit. No. Nope. I think you've told didn't me I didn't, didn't That's feel crazy, anything, man. Felt, was that because of just the. Just felt the
0: warmth of the blood. I think it was the adrenaline and just like when a, when a blade just slices through you that, that fast, clean, yeah. it's just like, you, you know, right hot right, knife man. through butter, you know?
2: How able-bodied was this guy? I've always wondered that. Like, was he a guy that so had sh- showered for a few days? Or did he seem, you know what I mean? Did he yeah. seem with it to some degree?
0: No. So he was, uh, they caught him like three days later. He was a 51-year-old homeless guy. Gotcha. His only priors were like public intoxication. They found him outside the same station, wearing the same clothes. He didn't go into hiding at all. He was like, this is the sp- spot for punching ladies so he's one
2: of these like wiry bums who are known for being scrappy dude i'm gonna
1: step in all right i i I like to picture him as one of those guys who does pull-ups on like street (laughs) posts and uses manhattan as his gym uses the infrastructure and he's able to like dmx video yeah like hold himself in a plank (laughs) on a fire hydrant (laughs) for hours yeah (laughs) you know doesn't wear a
0: (laughs) shirt resistance training that's funny uh, that's what
2: rio's like man everyone's just working out all over the entire city yeah my ass kicked
0: by a parkour master yeah was he big no he was like pretty much the exact same size as me skinny yeah slender yeah that's why i thought you know this will be a fair fight at least
2: so he had yeah. already slashed you after you had kicked or before you had kicked him in the balls and you didn't even yeah. realize it. Yeah. So that yeah.
1: the entirety of the violent exchange was you swing and miss. Yep. He swings, slices your face, connects. And then you kick him in the balls. I come back, kick him in the balls. Yep. Did that uh affect him? Did he
0: crumple or was he He backed up and ran out, but I think it's because he saw what he had done to my face. Right. You know, I think he was like, All right. Damage is done, let me get out of here so let's let's take a quick look at, at the scar on your face. It
1: is dramatic you think so? Oh, okay good. no I, and I, I think but, it's but faded but a lot in a good way yeah. I, I, I say that because what better badge of honor to wear? <laughs> uh, you know people are afraid I think often to to ask people how they got a scar, but yeah, they are yeah your story will ingratiate you to any dinner party or any <laughs> You know, whatever it may be, my God, you 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 cannot but but acknowledge your heroism
0: in that. The my own, my only regret is I was I was engaged at the time that this happened, so I never got to cash in on any of that scar pussy, you know, <laughs> any of that hero puss.
2: Ah, hate to see it, <laughs> scar pussy. Yeah, I gotta say, you have fantastic skin. Yeah, I'm admiring. Oh man, admiring well, dude, that's I face. feel like I
0: still got a couple. That's one of the perks of giving up drinking, dude. I had like.
2: Uh, For the
0: last... I was telling these guys before the pod started. um, You look hot. uh, Dewy, I moisturize. Um, Yeah, for 18 years, dude. I had started drinking when I was 18. I wasn't even drinking that... Well, I was drinking heavily for a number of years. The last few years, it was just like maintenance. You know, just like a beer or two a night. Not even enough to get drunk. Just bloated and tired, you know? Yeah. And then I tried... I'd had like... I'd had acne, depression... IBS for years and I just I tried everything in the everything else in the I tried quit, cut gluten out I quit drinking coffee for two years I was vegan for a month back in the spring it was just the booze mm. yeah it was just the booze you look now fucking I'm fi- great and now I'm finally telling people about it now because when I, I was vegan I told everybody like a week in I was like this is the new me this is my okay. lifestyle wow do you think you'll ever go back I don't think so <laughs> I think yeah, weed I think weed and seltzer is all I need yeah
2: And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now.
0: So that's actually my next, what I'm working on now is uh, I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. First 20 years of my life was deep in the trenches. Going door to door? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, Let's get into that so
1: <laughs> Ooh, this is great This is fantastic. what a great new door to open <laughs> knock
0: so, knock knock yeah <laughs> yeah uh ding dong it's sunday at 8 a.m want to hear about armageddon <laughs> oh my god i didn't mean to cut you off though you you that's what you're working on now we're going yeah yeah that? so like i you know i i had done jokes about being raised jehovah's witness before but that's one of those things that people are so, for the most part, so clueless about. Mm-hmm. They'll know one or two things, like, oh, you go door to door, you can't celebrate birthdays, but, like, all in all, it's a very kind of blurry picture that people have of it. So I had tried doing jokes about it over the years, but I I felt like I was met with a lot of confusion from people that didn't really know the ins and outs of it. So I felt like, all right, this is something, now that I know I can do a 15-minute story, this is 20 years of my you know, that was a 30-second incident. This is 20 years of my life that I can, you know, kind of trim the fat and take certain stories and plug some okay. jokes in. So that's mm. that's my next thing that I'm working on now is trying to do, like, a themed stand-up show about that. Cool. Yeah.
1: So uh, do you feel the need to teach up top as you talk about Jehovah's Witness? Um,
0: establish yeah, a baseline of understanding? Yeah, so that's, 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 the, that's the fine line, you know. Like, you do... There is a certain amount of exposition required right. just to kind of, you know, yeah. give people a foundation of, of what's involved with it. Um, but I was kind of thinking a fun way to start the show might to just be like a, a question, start the show, like a Q&A sort of thing of like people uh, raising oh, their cool. hands and asking me questions, you know, just for like a couple of minutes or me being like, what do you know about Jehovah's Witnesses? Go. And just like being like a teacher and just writing it on a chalkboard. Right. And then kind of like dispelling some of those myths. Like you've people suggest crazy things. I've had people be like, oh, you're the guys that uh, you can't cut your hair ever, right? It's <laughs> like, well, clearly I've cut my hair at some point in my life. Or, you know, you have to like fuck a live chicken and have a virgin sacrifice on your 13th birthday. It's like, no, those are the Jews. you know. So... <laughs> <laughs> His words, not ours.
2: Well, dude, he, the, but the thing, uh, anytime I've heard any details about Jehovah's Witnesses beliefs, yeah. they kind of are. They're kind of funny in and of themselves. So I feel like maybe, like like you said, it's it, there's a bunch of good ways to tell people about it. Right. But it seems like it's potentially funny. The in, the process of informing is potentially hilarious as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you found that or whatever.
1: Right. Doug, I think now would be a good time if you would give yeah. us that first paragraph of the Wikipedia page of Jehovah's Witnesses. The broad strokes. The first paragraph. Well, okay. You well, know what I'm saying? And well, then Wikipedia, well, yeah, 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 yeah. the first paragraph is always like, this is what it is,
0: and then they get into like timeline and all okay, that. Okay. I think I can do this. So Jehovah's Witnesses, it's a sect of Christianity that is based entirely on biblical teachings, and they believe that that uh God put Adam and Eve on this earth. They, uh, they sinned, bringing imperfection into humankind. And Jesus died for our sins. And it is now our duty as God-fearing humans to devote our lives to uh, spreading the good word, as they say, about Jehovah and his teachings and the fact that Armageddon is real. Everything bad that's happening in the world is a sign of the times, a sign of the end times. So Armageddon is close at hand and they believe that if you are an upstanding member of the organization you will survive Armageddon and the earth will be replenished into a paradise earth where you can live forever and all uh, deceased Jehovah's Witnesses will be resurrected from the dead to live together with man and beast in harmony on this paradise earth. Interesting.
2: Wow. So now yeah. this might be one of those stupid questions, but I've heard that oh, there's only a, a limited number of spaces.
0: So you're talking about the 144,000. That's another,
2: That's another thing. important point. See, this is, so oh, there, oh, there's a is, select
0: oh. few Jehovah's Witnesses, 144,000, that believe that they have received some sort of divine calling that they are to rule with Jesus in heaven gotcha. when they die. So the only holiday that Jehovah's Witnesses celebrate is the memorial of Jesus' death. So that's the only, it's the only one we celebrate. Gotcha. And it's kind of similar to a Catholic mass in that there's there's wine and unleavened bread passed around, and if you believe that you're one of these 144,000, then you partake. So gotcha. I maybe Ooh. saw, in 20 years, I maybe saw one person okay. partake, and it's always like,
2: whoa, he's so one of the dudes, bunch. You know? but, he, who, but what, what can stop chooses? you? Yeah. What's who that?
0: chooses those people?
2: That's just it. They're like that guy how was do you... like, "I'm shit." Like,
0: yeah, I'm shit. one. Of, I'm one of them. Like, apparently, they believe that they. I don't know whether it comes to them in a dream or a vision or or what, but they think that they have some sort of divine yeah. calling to that they've been to rule with Jesus in heaven. In a way, yeah. and and, and, and
1: parallels is, to do, other. Yeah, does anybody
0: look at that guy and be like?
1: what a cocky dick. <laughs> like what, a, who does he think he is? There goes Gary I again. Him, I watched him
0: drinking the wine, picking sh- his lush. nose out yeah. back
1: as he walked through the trash the other like, day. Gary,
0: I'm hungry too, man. Yeah. Come on. His wife's a
1: four. Like, come on. There's no chance. Gary is going to one of the 144,000. Also 144,000. That's a not that elite of a number. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a, a lot of a people. Lot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway,
0: sorry. So, so does anyone frown upon that? At the time, I didn't. I always thought it was kind of like, "Whoa, look at the, he's one of the he's one of the guys. He's one of the chosen ones." Now, if I saw that, yes, I would definitely think that. But when I was young and brainwashed, I thought it was, I thought it was legit.
2: Well, but are you wow. still practicing now? Yeah. No. Okay, so you would no. you wouldn't only think that this guy isn't one of the elite, but you'd always be like, "Gary's a fucking moron."
0: Yes. Okay. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. What brought about
0: your uh, detachment from the church? So, man, we're taking a deep dive. I love this. So my, mo- <laughs> my mom started the whole thing. So she's one of the few people that was converted by somebody knocking on her door. So I was wow. I was knocking on doors from the time I was six years old. I wouldn't even have to say anything. You know, you just rely on cuteness at that age. You just bat your eyelashes and hand them a pamphlet. And, you know, people are usually nice. Then as you get older, you know, everyone's true colors start. I had people release dogs on me. I had people threaten to pull their gun out. And this is in Ridgefield, Connecticut. I'm not talking about like Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. So people like hated us. So it was like legit scary going door to door because you never knew what you were going to walk into. Every now and then, people would be hung, uh, very friendly, invite you in, offer you like a snack or something, and you could sit down and talk to them. But more often than not, they would slam the door in your face. So my mom. When my dad got out of the Marine Corps, he was still stationed in South Carolina. They were living in South Carolina. Somebody came to their door. Uh, She was from a very kind of disillusioned Protestant upbringing, alcoholic parents. So she kind of gravitated toward it because when you're in it, it's almost similar to Hasidism. Like it's a really tight-knit community. It's like a family you're taken care of. So she gravitated toward it for those reasons. And my dad kind of just like went along with it. He didn't really give a shit. So she raised That's great. I love it. <laughs> that, right, listen to your mother. Yeah. <laughs> so she raised all my older siblings that way. And then they wanted a time. They were like, this is not for me. So they trickled off one by one when they were teenagers. So then when I was born for, I'm 14 years younger than my closest sister wow. in terms of age. How, so many, when I, how many siblings do you have? Three. Okay. So when I was born, my mom was like, all right, you're my last hope. And she basically like said as much. So I had tremendous pressure on me growing up to be the one that didn't fuck up because it was so important to my mom that I, yeah, I just felt like a nice. lot of pressure to not yeah. blow it and really you know, stay on the path. So she wound up having a brain aneurysm and dropping dead – overnight when i was 17. Oh my god. Dude. So then my dad and i we kept it up for another 3 years just because that was our world, you know? That was our community. We didn't know anything differently. We didn't necessarily want to keep doing it, but like we didn't we we had no other we had no other frame of reference, you know? Right. So we kept doing it for another 3 years, just miserable, like the worst 3 years of my life. And then uh finally when i was 20, i pretty much had like a nervous breakdown and i was, and i at dinner one night with him i was like i gotta talk to you and he's like what is it and i was like i had tears streaming down my face I was like i gotta tell you something he's like i think i know what you're gonna tell me and he's like you do i was like you do and he goes you don't want to you don't want to be a jehovah's witness anymore and i was like how did you know and he's like fuck man i don't want to either
2: <laughs> what a nice moment man it's oh,
1: it's such a great story. It's <laughs> so
0: not how that scene ever goes in movies, you know? That's great.
1: Oh, that's, that's still great. to this
0: day the closest I've ever felt to my dad. Like, yeah. we hugged, we're sobbing, we're like, all right, it just the, the, the huge relief, the weight lifted off our shoulders, even though we knew that we were going to have to completely start over. Because, mm-hmm. again, similar to Hasidism, once you leave, you are done. Like, you, you might as well be dead.
2: Your You're friends, completely
0: ex-communi- excommunicated. So I was totally ready to pull the trigger on that, though I was like, you know, ready to hit the reset button and start yeah. over.
2: Wow. So then, what'd
0: you do? Uh, so then I moved down to. I just needed to get out of my parents' house. I needed to get out of the town I grew up this is in, Ridgefield. Yeah. So I got i I moved down to uh, Silver Spring, where my one of my older brothers was living. He was like, just get Who's out that? of the house, Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. So he's like, just get out of the house. You can come down here, live with me for a while, I'll help you get a job. So he did. I moved down there. I got my first uh, apartment in D.C., my own, like, one-bedroom apartment. I was, like, working at a plant nursery, and I was just, like, loving life. I mean, I was just so grateful to have fucking freedom for once in my life. And then uh, and then finally, after a year living there, I finally— I wanted to live here from the age of, like, 10, but I didn't really— I didn't really have any roots here. So that's why I went down to to D.C. because at least I had, you know, my brother was there. But the weird thing about leaving the Jehovah's Witness religion is all these things that I couldn't do growing up. You know, no drinking, no drugs, no, I couldn't go to school dances. I couldn't play sports, no premarital sex. I felt like so much catching. I had to do so much catching up. That I completely just went off the rails. So I moved to New York to do stand up, and I was just a fucking degenerate drunk slut for four years. That's like all I did—just yeah. the pursuit of <laughs> just drunkenness and pussy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah.
2: So I mean, dude, fully well deserved, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you earned it. And I'm, I, get, I mean, I'm honest-
1: just picturing you like going home with a girl for the night and having like seven rounds of sex and her being like, where do you get your virility from? And you being like Armageddon, the threat of Armageddon. We got to get it in.
0: dude." It is so funny that you mentioned that. Cause I, I wound up, uh, I, I had a job like this, uh, Do you remember those dudes? I don't know if you know what I'm going to know what I'm talking about. They're dudes that used to hang out like in Washington Square Park, Union Square. They would basically sell like spa passes to women on the street. Have you seen this? They'd be like, hey, where do you get your haircut? And then they sell like a $60 voucher to a salon where you get like a haircut, a manicure. And it's legit, but you have to pay for it on the spot, which getting people in New York to shell out cash on the street is insane. But I did that for a year when I first moved here. And there was a girl that I worked with that I was like had such a crush on. She was this beautiful Polish girl, and she wound up quitting. I never saw, I never saw her again. I wound up reconnecting with her like three years later. She came back to my place. We had sex, and it was like, "This is a dream. I can't believe this is happening." I like pined for this girl for a solid year. So we were having sex. I came. She didn't know I came. So she started giving me head, and she was like, are you going to come yet? I was like, oh, I already came like 10 minutes ago. She's like, how are you still hard? I was like, I have a pretty crazy upbringing.
2: That is great.
1: Dude. Your regenerative <laughs> yeah. properties are just <laughs> yeah. off, off the charts. Through <laughs> so incredible. many two decades of suppression, sexually.
2: <laughs> that two nut rod, dude. Yeah. I, I I have, have, I have so saying. many great qu- questions
1: that's about awesome. this. You know, for for one, uh, I have more questions about the religion. The, the first is, do they have a suspected date of the Armageddon? When no, is the end no. of times? No. So
0: that's the thing. I've I've I'm gonna be 37 next month. I was. You know, so for from 1983 until, you know, the entire duration of my stint as a Jehovah's Witness, they were making it seem like it was around the corner, That's like it could it. happen tomorrow because you can, you know, you can take into account world events any given day. You know, whether it's, you know, Hutus and yeah. Tutsis in Africa or nine eleven, or like Global uh, warming, even even like back during World War Two, I'm sure they would have used uh the, you know concentration camps is a oh, yeah. sign of like see this is this is a sign of the times so they're constantly able to put a spin on current events and mm-hmm. make it sound like that is that armageddon is imminent so they'll never they'll never give you like a definite date they're they're just constantly able to be like you see what's happening to it's, read the tea leaves yeah it's fast approaching in
1: mormonism yeah. there is a, a lot of survivalism uh kind of radical people who who stockpile I just read this book called Educated, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, this young woman was raised in a Mormon, uh, Mormon survivalist family that believed that was you like
2: Latter Day Saints.
1: Yeah, but they 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 really they lived in Idaho and they really believed that the end of times was coming, okay. and so they would stockpile stuff, yeah. gasoline and uh, you know food and supplies. Are there Jehovah's Witnesses that create oh, a bomb shelters and prepare? <clears throat> Believe it or for not, the, there
0: there isn't, and I think. It's probably because you're pretty much taught that when Armageddon does happen, they basically make it seem like the world can be collapsing all around you, but you will be protected. Almost like that movie. This, this, uh, the, what the end? This is the end. Yeah, yeah. Or like in Game of Thrones when, the, when, the, when Daenerys like emerges from the ashes. Oh yeah. You know, right, completely right. naked, and she's like completely unscathed. It's almost like that. Like using the that, codes in a yeah. video game. So. Uh, you and your dad both
1: simultaneously recognize in each other this longing to to move on yeah do you feel as though did you later learn that uh, both of you had been longing to leave but you thought the other wanted to stay was
0: that yeah, something yeah That's so we crazy. were bo- we were both kind of doing it for a number of reasons a we didn't have any other it was our community we didn't have anything outside of that we were both sheltered for so long uh b out of respect for my mom just continuing to do it Mm -hmm. because it was so important to her and even though we didn't we wanted to move on like you know i had friends he had friends like uh you know it's a very tight-knit community so like and and they make it they discourage uh they discourage a lot of stuff to keep you in the fold so like you know how hasid's like they really frown upon any secular education. They almost right. they almost, almost like that. handicap children so they Probably. can't adapt in the real world. The and it's kind of similar to Jehovah's Witnesses. Like
2: school was- You can't go to college.
0: Yeah, like I could I wasn't, I actually did go to art school for two years, but I had to commute from home. That was like the caveat. Gotcha. I was like, I had to, I couldn't live on campus. Gotcha. So I was a fucking MTA, Metro North commuter for two years, going to SVA and back every day, which oh, is yeah. brutal. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it was my, my dad and I both doing it like, well, I guess we should keep doing this. And at first when I told him that and he was like, yeah, I'm out too. It was a relief. But then at the same time I was pissed at him because like I had to fucking pull the trigger on this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like what if
2: I didn't say anything? Mm-hmm, how right. long would we keep doing this? Right. right he's you know, figure. That's yeah. how was your relationship with your siblings while they had once they had already defected?
0: Uh, it was very, uh, so my oldest brother they all like defected hard yeah. so like they all went off the rails when they like my oldest brother was involved in like he was got caught up in cocaine and gambling and he was like on the lamb for a couple of years like he was in arizona for a couple of years i didn't even see him for right. a while um another brother of mine uh got really into motorcycles then he joined the marines and then he married a catholic girl and that was like a triple whammy to my mom because it's like, <laughs> this, you know, right. yep. don't kill yourself on a motorcycle. That's that has nothing to do with religion, but any mom's going to freak out about totally. that. Yeah. And then the military, Jehovah's Witnesses are, are neutral, so they're very anti-military. So when he joined the Marines, her head exploded. And then he married a Catholic girl, and then he converted to Catholicism. Uh, hmm. So that, 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 again, put so much more pressure on me because she was so devastated by that that I felt, even more pressure to not fuck up, you know? Yeah, no. Interesting,
1: though, that your mother was bummed out that your brother joined the Marine Corps when your father had been exactly. in the military. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Okay, so... Uh,
2: well, okay, What yeah. your, your classmates at SVA, did yeah. you hide the fact that you were a Jehovah's Witness from them? I
0: did, yeah. And I hid it, it all through school as much as I could because there's really no explaining that to people. Right. And it sucked too because like you know, I would get invited to go to school dances or go over to friend, friends' houses or whatever and you can't really say I can't, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. They don't know what that means, you know? Right. So I would just have to like lie about other plans, be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I got to go visit my grandma this weekend." Right. And it just gets exhausting.
2: Yeah. You know? Was part of you worried that they might <clears throat> make you confront the rationale? If there was like an outside perspective on it, if you were like, yeah, you know, we believe this, people are like, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. You, you were yeah. And
0: I knew, and I knew they would cause I knew it was crazy right. to some extent. I mean, you know, if, uh, up until I be, became a teenager, I was, I went along with it. I was a real, I was a good boy, you know? Yeah. And I still was up until the point that my mom died, but like a year or two before she died, I was started, you know, I started questioning things and wanting to stray a little bit, you know, wanting mm-hmm. to you know, wanting to play sports, wanting to go to school dances, you know? Oh. Perfectly normal teenage shit. Um, so I knew that if I told friends of mine that I was going, they wouldn't understand it. They wouldn't think that that was, like, a valid reason. They would just be like, well, fuck them. Just do what you want to do, you know? Right. Hmm. Um, and my siblings did do that. Like, my brother, he had girlfriends, and he had lost his virginity when he was 16. He used to go to parties. But, like, it was more difficult for my parents then because they were all, they're all two years apart. So they can keep tabs on them as easily. Whereas with me, right. I came around so much later You're that effectively they could all child. their, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They could put all their focus on me. Crazy, dude.
1: Do you regret having spent so much time as a Jehovah's
0: witness? Uh Believe it or not, I don't. It's taken me years to come to that conclusion. Years of therapy and anger and, frustration but i don't regret it because it has made me way more grateful for things that i think other people take for granted like just just general freedoms Mm -hmm. just being able to jehovah's witnesses have church services three times a week so tuesday thursday and sunday tuesday night thursday night sunday afternoon were spent at the kingdom hall listening to people preaching how long were those services like two hours oh. and then that's not including going door to door. And then in the summertime, my mom <clears throat> would make me devote an entire month to going door to door, like 60 hours a month.
2: Yeah. And how, um, how often are you supposed to be doing that?
0: It's kind of like, it's kind of on an honor system. You know, they want to know that you're actively doing it, but it's not like you, that you don't really have to log your hours so much unless right. you want to like make a real commitment to doing it. um, so just that, dude, like even yeah. almost 20 years later, Thursday at like six o'clock, I'll be like, I gotta go to a meeting. Oh, yeah. I don't have to go to a meeting tonight. That's nice, you That's know. Crazy. So it's made me mm-hmm. just grateful for a life of freedom, being able to make my own choices. Yeah. But yeah. it's had a, a profound effect on my level of guilt, feeling terrible guilt anytime I do anything that would have formerly been frowned upon. Um, one of the, one of the things that I, I have a bit about, and this is a true story. I most were reli- what, how did you grow up? Episcopalian, Episcopalian. But, but with a total, you know, checked out
1: attitude on, yeah. all around nobody was, we were not serious. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. I how was, about
2: a, you? I was, a. I was, I was just talking about this earlier, actually baptized. And then we experimented with different sects of Christianity, but.
0: Right, right. Hands off kind of thing. So like, I think it's across the board. Christianity frowns upon premarital sex and masturbation, right? It's kind of frowned upon, but it's not like Catholicism does. Yeah, but I don't know about, I I don't know about Christianity all around. I have no idea. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, Jehovah's Witnesses, it's like, it's like a punishable offense. So like, uh, I used to feel so guilty about masturbating that every time I did it, I would punish myself and I would charge myself a fine. I would put five dollars in a jar to donate to the church. I swear to God! So I worked crazy. like crazy I would have given after school jobs, hundreds of thousands of dollars to the church. if oh, I've been following I, that. I did, I did, dude. And it would like, but that would that would like prevent me from doing it, you know? Yeah. And I worked. I'd like a few after-school jobs and you know, I would spend my money would either go towards CDs or like going in the jerk off fund, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> and, man. and there would be times where I'm like, Oh man, I really want to get that. I really want to get that new Wu Tang album. I can't rub but, one out tonight, you know? Yeah. And also and,
1: I like the thought of thinking of amazing. like, of, of, of them giving a tour of some like new hot spanking new church <laughs> yeah. and they'd be like, well, and this is of course the wing that was donated by Doug's uh, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: sperm. <laughs> the house that cum built. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was um, wondering,
2: yeah, like I was thinking, yeah, like I, I assumed maybe you would go on more doorsteps or something or whatever. But like is You don't there, get paid for that. Right, but no. I'm, but is there some kind of incentive though when you recruit someone?
0: No, not really. Just like just knowing that you've that you've added to uh the flock of God's, you Children. know, Children, cho- yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you guys keep track of which houses you'd hit so that you wouldn't yes. double back? And, yeah, and, and
0: I'd love to see what it's like now in terms of, you know, the way that technology is advanced. Yeah, yeah. When I was growing up, we had like a territory card with a map of the neighborhood with like, you know, shittily drawn streets and street names. Yeah. And then you would write down the house you went to, uh, whether they were home or not home, whether they were interested or not interested. And unless they were like vehemently opposed and screaming in your face, you would keep going back. Wow. And if something bad happened, like they let out a, a German shepherd on your ass or threatened to pull a gun, you'd make a note of that. Skip that house next time. Skip it and, out. Yeah. But I learned a lot of tricks over because I didn't want to, that was another thing. Like my congregation uh, would go door to door in like five different towns in the area. But one of those towns was the town I grew up in. So every now and then I would knock on a door and a kid from school would answer the door, which Oof. is just horribly, oh, God. you know, like you, then you have to be like, oh yeah, I'm a, I kind of, I'm a Joe that do this on the weekends, you know, and you just kind of like really kind of sweeping under the rug and like, Hey, I'll see you Monday later. So people must've <laughs> known that at your school. Some people knew. Yeah. There were yeah. definitely some people that knew, but I kept it hidden as much as I could. Yeah. And I would like, I would find ways to kind of like fudge it when I would go door to door, like it would look like I was pushing the doorbell, but I would just kind of like push off Man. to the side, you know? Wow. And I would like go to doors by myself while like my parents were sitting in the car. So I'd like, you know, feign a knock. Oh, be like, eh, not, not home, here. you know? Oh my wow. God. Yeah.
2: And dude, that's like a wealthy town. And I imagine yeah. that that would make it more difficult because, you know, wealthy people, you know, they have money and a lot of them are, I guess, well-educated, especially in that part of Connecticut. Yeah. I just associate it with like, people who are Mm -hmm. on the up and up it must have made it much more difficult
0: yeah because jehovah's witnesses i think it appeals to people that are like disillusioned or looking for some sense of community or they're kind of lost and they need they need something yeah so yeah it was was met with a lot of (laughs) resistance for sure i hate to make
2: this parallel but it sounds a lot like the way that people recruit terrorists yeah. With that same thing. They come over and give them bread and pat them on the head and say they love them or whatever. And t- two months later, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're doing some shit they don't believe in or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe they do believe. Because it feels nice to have a community.
0: Man, if I had a dollar for every head I cut off, I would have been able to jerk <laughs> off so much more. <laughs> and buy so many Wu-Tang albums. <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: Well, Doug, uh, what a fascinating uh, story. Thank <laughs> you for joining us on Oops. Uh, you know, we didn't ask you directly if you had any major oopses in your life, but I think uh, your story fits well. Under some umbrella of that. Um you've got 20 an album. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, You've got an album out, it's called uh, Barely Regal. You can find that on iTunes, on Spotify, on all streaming services, uh Pandora. Take a listen there. Check out Doug's set on <laughs> This Is Not Happening, about his uh how he thwarted a, a rapist.
0: And uh where can we find you on social media? Uh at Who Doug Smith on Twitter and Instagram and uh I'm now Running a, a weekly show at an art gallery in Long Island City, Plaxall Gallery, with uh, National Lampoon. So every Friday at 10 p.m., come check us out. Hell The yeah. links are on my, on my Instagram. Awesome. Man. Awesome. Julio, anything?
2: Uh, f- uh, January 10th, Fairfield Comedy Club. Uh, connect people if you want to come out. Anybody, any of those Ridgefield folks who felt <laughs> slighted by Doug knocking on their door, let's commiserate oh yeah yeah, so come check that out
1: nice and he's not julio of course i'm at francis cc ellis i'm at helium comedy club in philly march 5th to the 7th uh and we hope you guys uh stay secular out there (laughs) (laughs) see ya